This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Now's when I can give you out the contest line because we do have one of these beautiful coins for one of you lucky listeners. We will do Caller 5 right now. Contest line, not the caller line. 415-523-4652-415- 523-4652 for this limited edition coin, the one that is flipped prior to the big game coming up in 13 days. Caller 5 right now, 415-523-4652. Good luck to each and every one of you. Yes, and good luck to the 49er captain that uh, decides what the, the coin will land upon because the Niners will be the road team. They will call the coin. They alternate AFC, NFC each and every year at the big game. So this year the NFC is the road team. So they get the the onus of, of calling the coin. And I heard in the crossover we were talking earlier about might Shanahan defer if they win the toss? I mean. Not a shot. Not a shot. Does no, he, he Oh, you don't I think mean, so. I mean, he does defer. Not he a, does. Not yeah, a shot, not that, a shot he that he takes the ball. The ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to defer. Yeah, yeah. He's going to defer. He's going to defer, but the it. way this is going right now, that might mean 7 nothing Chiefs. Right. I mean, honestly, the defense is, and we've got plenty of time. I, I think the number one question people want to answer, you know, Lowe's question to you during the crossover was an interesting one. Can they fix it? Yeah. But I think before we answer that, we've got to answer the first question. Why? What's the problem? What is going on? Why does it look like this? Why does it look like this? I know Steve Wilkes wants to get home with his base four, um, but so far, second half of the season – that's going to be a no from them, dog. Right? Like they're not going to. They have not. They have That's not. That's a no from me, dog. They have not been good at getting home, and so I know that the Niners are not going to walk in with a defeatist mentality of like, oh well, we can't get home, so let's do something. No, I want them to still be themselves. But by the same token, you look at this right now, and you get it. It's scary for 49er fans to look at the way the defense has been stopped in the trenches in recent weeks, and now that's Patrick Mahomes. It's not like, oh, Jordan Love is nice. Cool. Jared Goff, if you don't, if you, you know, don't get him off his spot. This is Patrick flipping Mahomes, and uh, there's no assignment harder. Didn't he get sacked for the first time all postseason uh, in this uh, in this game on Sunday? Patrick? I, I believe that was the first time. I don't know. He was sacked. I, I thought thought I saw a graphic pop up to that effect, but it speaks to what you're talking about. Where even when you pressure him, 
he is elusive. And even when you have him close to being on the ground, he finds a way to either make a play or throw it away. He doesn't give up a lot of negative yards and negative plays. And I do like what the Niners did defensively to adjust at halftime, taking a cue from uh, my Instagram halftime adjustment video that I released. Bring the heat. Bring some pressure. Play man-to-man behind. And you saw him do that not only against the pass, but some run blitzes as well, which I really think had Detroit on its heels to start the second half. Uh, you are correct. Two sacks uh, by the uh, by the Bill. I'm sorry, by the Ravens. None by the Bills, and none by the Dolphins in their first two okay. playoff games. So two sacks of Patrick Mahomes so far in three games. That is all that offensive line has given up. Yeah, and a lot of times he's about to go down and he flips some underhand garbage. Oh, right. 17 yards. Or <laughs> at the very least, he throws it away. He's Seriously. so hard to get down. Yeah, no doubt. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's keep going with your phone calls. Um, how about uh, Patrick in South City? Hey, Patrick, what are you doing? Hey, guys, how you doing? We're great. Hanging in there, huh? Well, I mean, how could we not? The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, I, w- I wanted to run something by you guys. I, I, you know, I've been watching these games for 50 years, and uh, I have you guys noticed that Kyle tends to tense up, a li- uh, you know, d- uh, during these big games, even going back to when he was the Falcons coach? Because what I noticed is, first of all, you, uh, you guys just hit on it, but I was going to say it earlier, uh, you never defer to the other team. Uh, on the opening drive, because exactly what I, I was fearful was, they went on a drive, right? They score, and then they got the momentum. And then Kyle spent, instead of sticking to what we're good at and what our strengths are, like running the ball, or, you know, he tends to panic a little bit. So we started flinging the ball right after it was 7 0, and I think that's really where we got off track. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, Patrick, I mean, you do realize that, that Kyle Shanahan, who has been a wildly successful head coach here with the 49ers, defers every single possible chance he gets. So, I, I, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I didn't realize like that. I really studied it yesterday. I'm like, dude, this is a big game. Why would you give him a chance to grab the momentum? No, that's that's in a situation where you start to panic a little bit and start flinging the ball. Yeah, philosophically, Patrick Kyle Shanahan thinks that it, it is uh, mathematically advantageous to put his defense on the field first, and the way the math can often work is that means that that uh, you get the ball, you have an opportunity to be the last one to have the ball at the end of the first half and be the first one to have the ball in the second half, and that creates this big chunk of time where you can do some things offensively. Obviously, you fall down by 17 points. Things got a little sideways there, um, but I, I, I don't... I don't personally agree that I saw anything in there that suggests that that means Kyle is is scared of something or 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 panics. Uh, I, did you see that on the opening drive? They went right down the field and got into field goal range. It just missed. Yeah, I just really feel in a game of this magnitude, any opportunity you give the other team to grab a little momentum is dangerous because if they do score and they did, for some reason, I thought it threw the, the guys mentally off. 
you know. And then we went down 7 nothing. and then instead of doing what we do best, which is run the ball and control clock, because you guys know we didn't control much of the clock at all in the first half. Right. We, because we weren't running the ball. So my whole thing is this whole thing got twisted, I feel, because the guys kind of, I don't know, something happened to them mentally after that first drive where we kind of lost momentum. Yeah, Patrick, thanks. I, I didn't see it that way. The way the way that I see it, I know that people want everything to run through Christian McCaffrey, but uh, as I keep telling everybody, whether it's about Andrew Wiggins' trade value or Christian McCaffrey's ability on offense, the other team has TVs too, so they know. They know that the 49ers want to go to McCaffrey, and the Lions, who have a much better rush defense than a pass defense, they focused all their energy on Christian McCaffrey. So I don't think what you saw on the first drive was Kyle Shanahan panicking. I think it was his game script. The game script was to come out and let Purdy throw the ball around a little bit because that is attacking the weakness of the Lions' defense. It didn't work right away. It did in the end. They scored 34, yeah, and they won the football game. Well, and I'm looking at the opening drive, Mark, and McCaffrey had five carries and a reception on that drive. So you got McCaffrey involved, and on the ground, he was okay on that opening drive, and you got to a spot where you were third and 11, and you picked up five on a pass to McCaffrey, and you set up your kicker for a 48-yarder, which is why you brought him in. You brought him in because he has a bigger leg than Robbie Gold, and that's a kick he needs to make. Yep. And he just pushed it to the right, and I had the same thought that you did, even though we were 40 miles apart, which was, oh, no. Oh, no, Jake. This is not This is not good no. because it's one thing, Patrick, and you know, Shanahan's not going to change, and you give the other team the ball, and they go quickly down, and they score in a minute 42, and you're thinking, that's not good. All right, Niners. All right, script. All right, laminated play sheet. <laughs> and they did a good job. They kept the ball. Time of possession. They moved it down. All right, we're going to get the three. And, oh, not going to get the three. And then the Lions go hot knife through butter again and 14 nothing. And you're thinking, oh, God. And then the Niners go, what, they go three and out? No, or? no. That's They went down and got the touchdown at that point. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah, right. That was, which is a huge Never to be talked about again drive because that's not what people are going to remember. But think about what happens next if the 49ers don't score there. So they score. Then I think the Niners stop the Lions, but then Brock throws the pick. That's right. And that's what then the Lions capitalize and make it 21-7. And that's when C.J. Gardner-Johnson decided to go start waving to people. Oh, my God. And uh, apparently God saw it, and that was the end of that. (laughs) Apparently. God's watching. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, Detroit. Honestly, like, idiotic. At 20-7. It is the second quarter of a playoff game. You're on the road, and you're up two scores. In the second quarter, six minutes to go, and yeah. you're waving to people. I mean, are you new? Have you never watched sports before? Even Steph, who uh, hits I, teams with the night night, I mean, he'll wait till they're up seven with yes. forty seconds to go. And even that's a little terrifying for the Warriors the way they finish games. Good point. <laughs> but like, good God, you know what I mean? I'm not all emotional on this. I'm not Debo. He ripped him all year. Fine, whatever. That's sports. They all talk. Debo does it too. But are you new? You're waving to people up 14 in the second quarter? Yeah. You've never watched football before. You've never seen football. If you thought that that game was even flirting with over, you can be happy. You can be happy. You can say something to the fans, but waving (laughs) bye-bye? 
That was funny. Lions go bye-bye. Yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing. As a lion. As a lion. Sure. Did you see the video? Bye-bye. Did you see the video? <laughs> this was great. So... Fox is showing all the fans in Ford Field. Oh, my God. That looked like so much fun. So much fun. And if you've never done anything like that before, I give my wholehearted recommendation based on the only time I did anything like that. Game four, Steph against Boston in the NBA Finals two years ago. That's right. You went to Chase Center. Absolute blast. I mean a blast. But I wasn't coming at it from the angle of, so, sons, we've never seen the Warriors win before. These Lions people, my God, I mean, tears, tears, it's 24-7. Watching TV. They're absolutely going nuts. <laughs> They're watching big screens on the field. So in the second half, you may notice, we never saw Ford Field again. I know. So I saw Did they have to evacuate it? What happened? What happened to Ford Field? Some people last night were like, hey, how come you never went back to Ford Field? Well, somebody, because someone always does, Someone had phone video from inside Ford Field, and this was like from the stands, not from the camera angles, but from the stands, and they show the fans as Eli Mitchell goes in to make it 34-24. Shout out one play, one touchdown. Right, which effectively ends any realistic chance. Yes, if you get an onside kick, you're still in the game, but without an onside kick, that game's over. So... The camera, the camera starts showing the stands. Niners go in, touchdown, and half the people get up and start heading for the exits. And a few emotional and probably inebriated Lions fans did not take kindly to those who were giving up with three minutes to go. So you see like this parade to the exit, and one guy's just watching people, and he's getting see- agitated. Seething. It was an agitation sensation. That's a buck. I'll take it. He's looking at the people walking up the stairs, and he finally goes, You know, you are the same Lions fans that have been walking out for 10 years. <laughs> and I just sat there, and I'm like, oh, God. It was both like cute. And, and and adorable. Really sad, though. But sad, like, oh, God. Right. Yes. Yes. It's the same people have been leaving for 10 years. Right. And they've, they've been leaving reason. for good reason. Yep. And now it's I really, <laughs> in all honesty, 306 to go. You're down 10. You're in trouble. It's, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. All three timeouts and the two-minute warning. So even if you bibbidi-bobbidi-boop and you get down and you score with a minute 40 to go and you have a full rack of timeouts, you've got to get the ball back with maybe 47 seconds left and kick a field goal if everything goes right. But the way the Niners played Niner defense, bend but don't break, sorry all you point spread gamblers out there. And that game was another reminder of why I'm mostly almost completely off the stuff <laughs> because you gamble on that game, yeah. you take the Niners and you lay the seven or seven and a half wherever it landed, and you give up on your bet, and you're thinking, all right, if the Niners can just win, I'll be so thrilled right now. You're down 24-7. You're down 31 and a half to seven in gambling parlance. Next thing you know, you're back, baby. You're, you're going to win. You're going to win. Yeah, we're going to cover. We got three we're going to win and we're going to cover. Up by, we're up by two and a half points. And then bibbidi-boppidi-boop. Yep. Here comes Detroit with the oh, by the way, touchdown. The back door. Uncle back door, as Guru called it. And I just was watching that thinking, you know what? I'm so happy that I've really limited my gambling because losses like that, you lost twice. Because you lost once yeah, and you yeah. pretty much gave up, given the seven and a half. 
and you, you held out hope that maybe they, they could still win the game. And then they flirted with you. Big time flirted. Right? I had it at seven. I mean, any sane NFL head coach down two possessions with one minute left and three timeouts. Kicks the field kicks goal. Kicks the field goal. Well, and you can still get the ball back. I tell you what. Well, it, was, it was one of two that's things. That's Lucas, by the way. Yeah. Bitter Lucas. Lucas Alexander, ladies and gentlemen. It's funny because as Lucas yeah, gets bitter, Grandy gets happy. I wish that people could see this on YouTube. Because when Grandy you, gets bitter, Lucas gets happy. I told you. They're unbelievable. They're the two, two Muppets in, the, in that Completely. balcony. And they just hate each other. And they're just in there destroying each other's worlds. Every other comment. It's beautiful. Lucas beautiful intentionally thing. makes it cold in there, so Grandy's yeah, constantly that's a miserable. Fact. Well, it's really bo- it's be- <laughs> one of them one of them one of them's an SC fan. The other one's an Oregon fan. They're not built to get along. Just kick the field goal, man. Both of you are going to the Big Ten, so who cares anymore? Over was a lock, But anyway, yeah, I I did. I had that on the I did. I went on on FanDuel this week. They had me on, and I'm like, over. Bet the bet the over. I don't know about the spread. That's a big old number. Wait, you went on FanDuel? Yeah, they're a little program. Which one? The Kay Adams show? Uh, No, not Kay. Uh, I think it's Andrew... The Filipponi or something like that, Italian guy. I'm a you better you bet guy. Yeah, he likes to. Thank you, know, you. Yeah. Nick Costas. Yeah, we talk it out. You know what I mean? Or BetQL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they can call too. Anyway, whatever. So yeah, over, over was the play. But I tell you what, if you do want to criticize Dan Campbell again, like at this point you're going to lose the football game. But dude, here's what you don't do, Lucas. You're like call timeout. No, you don't. Run the ball. Right. You do not, under any circumstances, run the ball. Because if you don't get in, you have to use a timeout or the clock is going to run below the play clock level. And either way, you can score all you want and you dead unless you get an onside kick, which what are the what what are the analytics of an onside kick? Less than ten percent. Yeah, it's yeah. About like five. it's like a it's a no from us dog. So and second and one from the one minute ten to go. Goff pass incomplete, incomplete. to the right. You got to throw so again. Third and one from the one. Montgomery right guard loses two. Yep. Timeout yeah. Detroit. That was the one that and ended yeah. it right there. Yeah. And then they threw it in for a touchdown. Right. But I mean, yeah, you'd be better off going Kicking incomplete on third and goal. And kicking the field goal right. and having a minute 10 left on the clock and a chance yeah. to get the ball back and throw it into the end zone than doing what he did. Exactly. So look, look, I, I get that hindsight is so 2020. It's also 50-50. But Dan, Dan Campbell mismanaged this game a bunch of times. Right. A bunch of times. And you've talked a lot about process versus result, and his process has always been fourth down, uh, if it's manageable, we're going to go for it. We're biting kneecaps <laughs> and the whole thing. So that's been his process. The we're result, bite a kneecap off. yeah, the result didn't work out for him. But that's his process, and I I don't agree with the process. You and I, yeah, I've had these conversations about analytics and Gosh. whatnot. And I also think that when you get in these games and these spots, you also have to take into account the human beings and what that does to your team. Yes, and this is what Lowe was speaking to in the crossover. When you go for it in these spots and you don't get it, the damage that does to your team's confidence, I think, is far worse than the benefit of going for it. Well, it's so interesting, the conversation to me about process versus result. Because while I can be a process person, I don't think that means inflexibility. So in other words, you can't just use the same process 
every single time, no matter what. That makes you a robot. We don't need a coach. We have no, we do not need a coach. If you're just going to do the same thing every time, guys, we got it from here. Hey, so if it's fourth down and less than five, we're going for it. We don't need a coach. Go have a Those coffee. Those days are coming, by the way, with AI Maybe. and all that. Seriously. So you got to read the room. And, and to me, that's this situation. Not all fourth and threes are built the same. And if you're sitting there, you're out of 24 to 7 first half. You're the Lions. You're on the road. You guys have never been there before. They don't know what this feels like. You do, quite frankly, a great job in the second half. You stop the 49ers from scoring a touchdown. You hold them to a field goal. Then you go right down the other way, and you have a chance to match them three for three, which does nothing but erases the first two-thirds of the third quarter for the 49ers. But no, it's fourth and three. Time to bite a kneecap. Okay, go bite a kneecap. Don't miss. Yeah. Because if you miss... You are seeding doubt into all of your players. And to me, that was the moment. That's the one I'm, I'm going to forever remember because, as I told you, I sort of look at what an opposing coach should do based on my emotions in that moment, and I wanted him to go for it. I've never which, heard it broken down like that, I but wanted, I think, I, I think yeah. you're right. I think that might be maybe the smartest thing you've ever said because I've never thought well, about you. it in those terms. It's really astute, though, because... <laughs> A lot of times I'd look at it and like my opinion changes all the time. They should go for it. Oh, you shouldn't go for it, but it, it it's a reflection of what I want the team to not do. And in this case, I was totally with you. Go yeah, for it. Go for it. Go for it, Dan. They gave the Niners their best hope and exactly what right. they needed to happen happened. And in fact, I would argue it's even worse the way it happened. It's one thing to not get it. Somebody flies through and makes a play. Nick Bosa was right there. If he sacks Jared Goff, okay, Nick Bosa made a play. Even worse, we threw it out to our receiver, and he got both his hands on it, and he dropped it. And now that guy, by the way, two two drives later. Dude, I'm watching it right now. Guess what's going to happen again? We're going back to him, Coach. It's third and nine. Hit him right between the numbers, and what do he do? He dropped it again because you seeded oh, doubt coach. in this whole team. And and so to me, that's just not being aware of the moment. I get the process. You gotta leave your process sometimes for the moment. Especially when you're dealing with an extremely young team and Reynolds is a young player and he already had that first drop. And I'm actually just looking at it right now. He's open by three yards. Oh, Demo is late. To break and break it up. You're talking about on fourth down or the one later? I'm talking about the one later on yeah, third oh down. God, that one's an even worse drop. The third down in a tie game. Yeah, he's going to go for a game of 20. He's got three yards cushion. Yeah. Like, it looks like he's probably going to get wrapped up after a gain of 10 or 11, but okay. it's a first down. We're moving the chains, Coach. Easy. And the ball hits him right in the center of the eight, and it's a classic like, my head's uh, my head's already turning because I want to make a play. Yeah. I want to atone for my earlier drop. So I'm taking this little in route, and I'm taking this thing 50 yards, uh, and boop! I, I looked right at our buddy Chris, and I went, they're gagging. They, they, they're gagging. This is, a, this is a gag show right here on national TV. And quite frankly, I mean, you love it because you're a Niner fan, but that's not really the way you'd love to win. You know what I mean? Well, like you take it any way you get it. Yes, sir. But you'd love for your team to just be like, man, we're like, 
We're, we're right. We're clowning them. We're making plays. We're all over the field. Not really. Not really. The Lions went on, on in a span of five plays. The Lions went drop, fumble, drop, and the next thing you know, from twenty-four to ten, the Niners are up twenty-seven, twenty-four, and the whole fan base, the whole organization, is just got a lump in its throat. Like, and you can't get rid of that. And you're on the road, and you're going against the one seed. Oh, like, I mean, God. you just there's nothing you could do. Nothing you could do. Drop, fumble, drop, pass breakup, which. Deshaun Gibson comes in. Yeah. Gibson had a great game. He forced the fumble he really and he did. broke up that pass he's, too he's, with authority. The only safety I trust right now. With a savage shoulder too. Yeah. And much like Dre Greenlaw earlier, his hit that gave him a stinger, another shoulder. Niners did a good job of keeping the helmet out of it and not getting those yeah. senseless you know, flags that Baltimore faced in the early game. So it's drop, fumble, drop, pass breakup, drop, and then the inability to down a punt. And I'm just looking at it. The dude kicks it 75 yards, <laughs> and it bounces straight up straight at the up. three. It was a perfect punt. Uh, maybe the best punt in punt history. Seriously. And I'm looking at Lucas right now with not one but two feet in the end zone as he, I got down here. Yep. And then you just you couldn't make that play. And you make that play, who knows, maybe you bottle up a run that's a safety. And there were so many game-changing moments that the younger, less experienced Road team just could not convert. The Lions made no plays in the last in the second half. 18 minutes of this game. Right? I mean, zero plays. They missed every chance. Um, Bill and Marin here with Willard and Dibbs. Hey, Bill, what are you doing? Hey, guys. So the one thing I was going to say about Dan Campbell's decision-making is, um, you know the concept of doubling down in blackjack. So once he makes the first call right you know and he and he and and he doesn't get it then the the theory is let's let's do this the seven points is better than two threes right so it's so the second one i totally understand once you've made the first i'm saying that's that's the feeling about it because if you get the second time you just get three then you've got three over two chances so i think there's a little bit of that at work which no one's mentioned but i think i think that's that makes sense to me well bill i mark i mean the one thing yeah go ahead yeah oh so no let me hear you no, no, no. I was just going to say, I, I totally buy what you're saying, but it's kind of like taking a loan to pay off a loan. Do you know what I mean? Like at a certain yeah, point, totally. right? It's like when you lie and now you're lying to cover up for your lie and you lie. Like at a certain point, dude, like here's some medicine. Eat this and get back in the game. Yeah, I know. But I, at that point, I think he, I think he's, he's honestly, he so believes in his team and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get seven points here. No one's going to criticize. If he gets if he gets it on the second time, everyone's saying he's a genius. You know, so I understand the second one. You know, and, and then the one thing, you know, when you said that, that we don't feel good about this win, I mean, the fumble, Gibson caused that fumble. I mean, Gibson is making those plays, and I think there was a little bit of our excellent play, ours. You know, the Niners' excellent play that, that made – I mean, granted, they choked a little bit, but – they still could have won that game if if the Niners, if Purdy doesn't come up with that incredible effort. But oh. anyway, I, I was just thinking about the double downing with, with Campbell. He seems to me that, that that kind of guy, he's probably been in Vegas, been down big, <laughs> doubled down, and won some big bets. Yeah, no doubt. And, Bill, just to be very clear, I, I don't want it to sound like I'm saying we Niner fans didn't feel good about the win. I'm just saying if I've got two options here and one of them is um, our, your favorite team is out there making plays, 
versus the team you're playing is out there completely gagging the thing away. You feel better when your team's making plays. And the Niners absolutely made some plays. Gibson, the fumble. Oh, uh, Gibson. check Jennings. No, yes, knocking Ayuk. it loose from Laporta. Yeah. Like they made a ton of plays in the second half. Uh, and <laughs> at the same time, the Lions made none. Right. They made none. Well, you can't come back from 17 down unless the other team lets you at it a certain you a point. You yeah, know? That's true. And they helped you with the drop on fourth and two. And they helped you with the third down drop by Reynolds. And they helped you by not down in a punt. And they helped you by having a one-play drive that resulted in an immediate fumble from a guy who was absolutely crushing you all game, and he runs the wrong way, and the exchange is messy, and he never tucks it away, and then Gibson does make a play on the ball to get it out. But there are a bunch of the small little plays, and anytime you look at any game, when you're down 17 and there are six or seven plays that could go either way, you need most of them to go your way. You sure do. And, that, that's why yeah. Kyle Shannon did not feel good when they had to settle for a field goal to open the second half. Right. He's like, like our, our, that does not put us in a good spot. Right. Um, that's why it was so important for the Lions to go for it on fourth down and not get it. Because that's sort of made up for the Niners having to settle for a field goal. Yeah, your three compared to their zero felt better than your three compared to their seven, yes. certainly. Or, which, e- or even three. Exactly. Yeah, three for three. That's like a that's a net terrible for, right. the, for the 49ers. Because it would have taken eight minutes off the clock right. or more. So right. here, here is Dan Campbell, by the way, on his decisions on fourth down. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. And I wanted to get the upper hand back. It's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't. we didn't come through. We wasn't able to, to work out. But I just, I don't. I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. But, you know, we just... Just didn't work out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do. I like I Dan Campbell. I love that answer. Yeah, I, I, I like Dan Campbell. I think he's here for it. He can handle it. And oh, by the way, even when you do something like this, and he's right, second guessing and criticism will be there. This is where the house money thought also does come in. You are the Lions. You are new. This is year three for you. And you've done a phenomenal job. And so you've built up some kind of rapport with the audience, if you will, as to where this is going to be, in the end, a forgivable crime. Right. Unless you keep doing it again. You keep going to the playoffs and doing this every year. You know what I mean? Like, you you go for it in Dallas. We're going for two. Well, now you're out at the seven-yard line. We're going for it again. Okay. You keep doing stuff like this where it's just go for it. No, no, no. Always, always go for it. Then your name changes from Dan Campbell to Brandon Staley at a certain point. Yeah, but you've already made it uh, way further than Staley ever did. But in terms of... Staley made the playoffs last year, too. And then this year, he couldn't even get through the year. And Campbell was in the NFC Championship game. No, they're not the same. Correct. And I do think the house money... Notion is an interesting one because if you ask anybody around the league about the Lions, they're more worried about the Lions next year than they probably were this year. The Lions were ahead of schedule based on all their young players and 
the trajectory of the organization under Dan Campbell. You mentioned Jared Goff, still young, playing his best football. You got a very young roster. The division's getting tougher now. Green yep. Bay's yep. good. Yep. And Chicago, hard to say anything. Well, good. I mean, Chicago should be They're better. They're going to have unbelievable draft picks. They got all the capital true. in the world. They got two top 10 picks. I don't know who Minnesota's quarterback will be next yes, year, but it'll be somebody healthy. The division is better than we thought yep. and continuing to get better. But if you go into the year already, Detroit's probably one of the four favorites in the NFC. Maybe one of the two favorites. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, let's see, Jose in Oakland. What's up, Jose? What are you doing? Hey guys, uh, commuting home. Deeply, you know what? Remember I told you at one point, not to mention Moody missing a field goal because you were going to jinx it. Oh, <laughs> this past Friday, I called and I said they were going to win the game, thirty-five, thirty-one, and you could count on a missed field goal by uh, Moody. Well, by halftime, as soon as he missed it, I said. Uh, Man, I jinxed the team. Okay, uh, I honestly thought we were gonna lose that game. Said, damn it, I did. You know what? But all I have to say is, honestly, this game we won it because uh, the team as a whole decided they were not gonna go down that way. And Purdy did his best Tom Brady impersonation, coming back by 17 points. And unfortunately for Dan Campbell, uh, I have to say, you know what? They have a really young team, a very good team. Between uh, Green Bay and Detroit, they have some of the youngest teams, and they're very, very good. But it's a learning lesson for him and his players. I mean, we have to go through it with Shanahan. I mean, we have to go to the the Super Bowl and lose it. Uh, How many uh, NFC championship games we've been to, we lost it. So it it takes some time for them to learn that. But I think there was a little bit of, uh, uh, how should I say this, Uh, you know, one of the things where you think that you you know what doesn't stink, okay? You know you know better than every, everybody else. Uh, he'll learn from it, hopefully. But uh, the Niners right now, we better win this game, this coming way, uh, game, and we better start stacking up younger players because we're getting very old, okay? And these teams are getting younger and they're getting better and better. Next year is going to be a very, very... Yeah, Jose, yeah, thank you very great much. Great call, Jose. Very, very, very different framework to the entire NFC um, next year. Obviously, that's the way it is every year. That's why you don't take any of this stuff for granted. Right. That's why you don't act like there's a birthright to get back here, even though the Niners are in 35% of all NFC championships. It's crazy, man. You know what I mean? I, I, I look at it right now and go, yeah, if I, I, would, I would totally bet on the field against the 49ers to go to the NFC Championship again next year. Um, sure, Brock Purdy, another year of experience, and that's a good thing. But you've got to, like, don't forget the 49ers. And I know there's one more game to play, but just think, forget all you know about who you think they are and how good they are. They made it through the season healthy. Yeah, I was just going to say like, that. They made it. They made it. They're going to get to the Super Bowl and at least start this game with their guys. Everybody. And that is not something you can count on every year. Without a doubt. And, you know, you lost Talano Hufanga, yep. which is about the only season ender I can think of in terms of, you know, a player that you were counting on. And, you know, you had Jair Brown come in and play pretty well. At times he got hurt, and then you had to go deeper into the depth chart to, to add a safety in there. But... By and large, you're right. We talked about the biggest players, the most important ones, and Trent's been healthy. For the most part, he missed a couple games here and there, and you know, McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk and and Purdy and Kittle, and here they are all together, all ready to go in thirteen days. And you know, you'd been mentioning this over the course of the last month or two 
This is your shot. Shoot your shot. It's all you got. Yeah, man. This is their best shot in terms of everything that's kind of gone their way, health-wise. You had home field, and here you are, 13 days away with another another crack at Mahomes. Um, man, it's interesting. It's gonna be a great lead-up. Yeah, the Lions uh, theme song was obviously being sung by Eminem all week long, but it it applies to the 49ers probably much more than the Lions. In terms of you only get one shot, do not miss your chance to blow the Lions. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're both set up to be back at at some point, but the Lions with their youth and um, and you know they're they're already paying their quarterback and they're able to put this thing together this way. Um, chances don't come any better than this, and uh, and here they are. By the way, this game yesterday, ready for this? Fifty six point nine. Million viewers Jeez. of this football game last night. It is the fourth most watched non Super Bowl NFL game on Fox of all time for them. Most viewed NFC championship since 2012. And again, we understand the sort of idiosyncrasies of this because of the fact that. The Niner quarterbacks all left the game. Last year became much more uh, unwatchable. unwatchable, coach. But this is a 19% increase on the audience that watched Niners Eagles last year. Do you have the market by market breakdown yet? Because I'm going to no, be interested to see what the share, which means percentage of TVs that were turned on in Detroit, if they're up around oh. 70%. Because I, I would imagine that ratings out here would be good. But the rating in Detroit is going to be maybe even record-setting. Yeah, yeah. I'm considering sure. oh, it's God. been 30 years since they've been in this spot. Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, if you weren't watching the game in Detroit, they don't let you back to work on Monday. You're going to come talk to us. What are you, crazy? Um, Brad and Campbell. Hey, Brad, what are you doing? I just got home, just got home. Uh Thanks for having me on. I, I just wanted to share uh, the atmosphere at the game. I went to the game. Shout out to my buddy Kayvon. Yeah, how was the atmosphere oh, at the no, game, Brad? Oh, man. So, first half, as you can imagine, we go down 17-0. to Detroit fans are starting to roar. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but Journey was playing at halftime. I and was getting. They play the song. Yeah, don't stop believing. I was born getting. Born and raised in. Se- mm. Yeah, yeah, and then they go. They're singing the song "Born and Raised in South Detroit." <laughs> and My bad. Man, those fans, those fans went nuts. It was. They were at the highest of highs they probably ever felt in their lives. I hope you told them, Brad, but yeah, I hope you told them that Steve Perry is a massive uh, Giants and 49ers and Warriors fan. Oh, man, it was brutal. I'm just thinking about every time I hear the song, I'm going, oh, those poor, oh, man, that's rough, but just wanted to share the atmosphere there. (laughs) Yeah, Brad, thanks, man. Appreciate it so much. Um, More of your phone calls coming up, plus um, a quick little Kyle Shanahan injury announcement that he made here. Uh, this hour that we'll pass along to you. Coming up next, we're sponsored by Safeway, and this is Willard and Dibs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. I don't think it was any concern. We just knew what we had to go out here and do uh, the second half, and that was to score points. And defense had to get off the field and, you know, starting the uh, third quarter off with, you know, three points. And then Gip made a big play in the fumble. We go down and score, and then it's a chain of events. Now, back to Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game. You know, I'm going to wait until he starts singing about Detroit. Feels kind of mean. Man. <laughs> Sing it. Born and raised in South Detroit. Wow. Took the midnight train train not going to downtown Detroit. Yeah, that midnight train went to Tearsville for uh, for the Detroit fans. I get it. Like we all do. You said you were texting with a buddy. I got a buddy or two that's like Lions fan. And I sort of forgot, and I'm not, I wouldn't do that. Like, I'm not going to hit him after the game and be like, oh, yeah, that's a good me game. Me either. <laughs> I, I only responded Jesus. because he, and I told you what he said to me during the break. Yeah. There were expletives, and to make things even worse for him, shout out the great Derek P. Track. He's at the tail end of dry January. So, okay. He's not even in a spot right. where you can go ahead and drown those sorrows. It's, uh, you know, it's brutal. It's brutal. And he's listening right now. And D, I got you, bro. My heart bleeds for you. I know how much you wanted this. And you were everybody's second favorite team. No doubt. No doubt. Um, it's tough. Yeah. Like, honestly, if these Never were. Never cow- felt like this it- before over a sporting event. Ripped my heart out. Yeah. 
It, it, and honestly, like if you're a Lions fan and you're listening to this, I mean this with all sincerity. If you were a Cowboy fan, an Eagle fan, or a Ram fan, I would be pointing and laughing my ass off at all of you. But Lions fan, I'm so sorry. Like I really honestly am. That way sucks. It's not even just that you lost. It's that the game told you for two hours that you were going to win. And you were going to the Super Bowl for the first time ever. And then then you weren't. Yeah, my buddy hit me. He waited till 9.15 last night. So that's a good solid two hours of letting that sink in. And he just goes, congrats, bro. What a crusher. And I just hit him back and I go, I still can't believe it. He goes, unbelievable is probably the right word. Life as a Lions fan, my friend. Sadly, that's all we know. Yeah. It just, you know, especially when it's one thing if your team is bad because they're always bad, then you get to mid October and you're two and five, and it's like, okay, here we go again. Who do we like in the draft? Who's going to be our next head coach? (laughs) But when you have this and it looks good and then it looks really good and it continues to look good and you realize, man, this could be it for us. You get two home games and you win them both. And you come out here and you think, all right, we got a puncher's chance. We'll just, you know, we'll see what we can do. You know, Niners are good. They're the one seed. And I get it if we lose, you know, because the Niners might be better. But then you jump up 14 biscuit and it's 24-7 at the half. <laughs> and that's what, that's what hurts the most is mm-hmm. when you get that, that feeling. You can taste it. You know all about 1957, right? You oh, were, yeah. You were there, I was right? There. You were there. Yeah. I was selling programs for a nickel. Get your program, programs. You can't tell who's who without a program. Remember what the score was at halftime? Yes. 24 7. 24 7. At Kazar. Niners. Yes. Christy's dad could not stop texting about this game all night last night because that young buck, what would he have been? How many years ago is that? What is that? 57 is 66 years ago. 67. 67 years ago. And he is about to turn 81. So he's a teenager. You know what I know what he always told us? He 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 went to the movies at halftime. He's like, Well, this game's over. Was he at the game and he left and went to the movies? Went to the movies. Now, I don't know if he's at the game, but whatever. Yeah. They're I wonder if that thing seven. was even on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you know? know. Maybe he just heard about it. Right. He heard they were up twenty four seven. Well, let's go to the movies. Found a nickel, went to the movies, came out. Niners lost. Is it the story that what? the Lions could hear through the paper thin walls that the Niners were already celebrating at halftime? Sounds like a good story. I don't know it to be true. Might be but urban legend, but yeah. I think that's what yeah. that's what the story is. Well, Lions fans, sorry, we got you back. <laughs> For nineteen fifty seven. Oof. Yeah. Oof. I did uh, watch a video of that Lions team. I don't know when the video was filmed, but they all got together and they were talking about how they heard the Niners in the locker room at halftime, like planning their trip to the championship game. So uh-huh. that, that is how the story oh, goes. Dave there it goes. So, so hey, what was that Lucas? So CJ Gardner Johnson Lombardi video, I think. On oh, tour. okay. Oh, there I thought you were shouting out Vince Lombardi, and he was a Packer coach. Grandy so. was disgusted that I even. I saw a video of the Lions team from the 1957. They were all gathered around with like the the Detroit Free Press or something, and they told that story. Lucas, yeah, Lombardi's questioning Grandy's sincerity in telling this story on the air. I don't know why he's taking offense to this. Because you're a USC fan. What's wrong with David Lombardi? Yeah, you're a USC fan. That's what he said. Why he's taking offense to it? What the Lions have to say about it, Grandy? 
they were upset that the Niners yeah. thought the game was over. Uh-huh. You guys could have your fight on your own time if you want. Shout out C.J. Gardner-Johnson, yeah, right? Exactly CJ, right. C.J. Uh, let's go to Charles in South City. Hi, Charles. What are you doing? Hey, guys. How you doing this evening? What's up? Well, I'm pretty much I'm actually happy with that win yesterday, and I'll tell you why. That was hands down probably the best NFC championship game I've seen him throughout my 20 year, 21 years of life. I mean, another thing for yeah, sure. go ahead. What was that? Go ahead. All right, thank you. But another thing is for sure, um, as someone that's not a 49er fan, uh, I'm, I'm forced to have to go for you guys in the Super Bowl in two weeks because I don't want to see the Swifties in there. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see the Swifties win it. I mean, but one thing for sure that definitely caught my eye yesterday, uh, I think that I think the one thing that hyped up the whole crowd and that the whole team was that catch from Ayuk. And how do you get over that catch from Juszczyk, too, on the sideline? A, 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 what was that, toe-tap inbounds? That was, that was beautiful. And I got one thing, and one thing only for you guys. And you guys can clip this. You guys can rack it if you want. Okay. Look, look, look. In two games, you got to win the big game. Thanks for taking the call. Thank you, Charles. Thank it's a you. four for yeah. your Nihigi. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> you do. You got to win the big game. Yeah. Win <laughs> the big game. And they did. And they did. Yeah, I don't know where this ranks in the uh, experience of NFC Championship victories for the 49ers. Obviously, it's the biggest comeback. Right. Of, uh, of any of these. But that's sort of a, uh, that's a mixed bag. That's a mixed bag of feelings. Like it makes it memorable. It's a whole lot of fun. It it amazes you, and, and that's great. But I, I, again, take nothing away from it. As a fan, you'd rather your team comes out and like you know looks good, which for the majority of the night they didn't. Right for the half, they they didn't look good. Yeah. Second half, they looked they looked pretty damn good for the most part on both sides of the ball, and that sometimes is uh, the old tale of two halves football game, but hard for me to look beyond the catch game in terms of NFC Championship games. Just of course. The, the Fair, significance, yeah. but that also was a game where they didn't play well. They turned the ball over six times in Correct. that game. Six <laughs> turnovers. Can you imagine that in this day and age? Oh. you Turnovers we, are way down. We'd because, have drafted a new QB. Right. Coach fired at halftime. They turned it over six times right. and won. Right. That just doesn't happen anymore. Well, and, and again, that's where, and I get—I don't want to get into comparisons with Joe Montana and all this stuff, but just did no. If we go back to that time, like a great finish erases a bad performance. Yeah, and Brock Purdy's had two of them. He's had two of them. You can't get around that. So whatever was going on earlier in the game, the football I grew up watching—a great finish and a win—erases all that stuff. You know, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right. but it doesn't matter. When I was saying that last week in terms of his great fourth quarter versus his bad three quarters, yeah. to me the great fourth is more important than the bad first it three. It felt like some people came out of last week's game being like, well, Jordan Love played well and Brock Purdy struggled. Uh, you want to trade the performances? Would you like that? A couple of picks and a loss? Okay. Uh, Rich in Fremont wants to talk about Purdy. Hi, Rich. What are you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'm on my way home from work, man. And I'm going to tell you something. That game yesterday, Brock Purdy, I don't care what the haters say about that guy. That dude carried that team to get that W. 
I've never seen anybody move like that, man. You know, in the pocket, making decisions. You know, when he couldn't when he couldn't throw the ball, what did he do? He took off, ran, okay, and was gone. Secondary didn't even know he was missing, okay. I'm telling you, they can say what they want to say about Brock Purdy, but man, that guy is a guy. Whether you're polarizing, whether you like him or you hate him, he's still going to beat you. Thanks, guys. All right, Rich. Thank you. He's going to the Super Bowl. I, I like, and again, we've talked so much about it this year. I'm not expecting it to go away, but <laughs> he's going to the Super Bowl. Yep. This guy's going to the Super Bowl in his second year. What more do you want? I mean, he's going to the Super Bowl. There's two quarterbacks left playing. One might be the greatest of all time, and the other one was the last pick in the draft who has won four playoff games oh, in two years. I thought you were going to say, and the other one's Mahomes. <laughs> you like that. You like I'm not that. Going that. You far. like that. Uh, you want to do it again? Like I do, you yeah. Like All right, it's going to be a fun let's, couple of weeks. It's going to be great, man. Monster Monday brought to you by First 5 California. To learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress, go to first5california.com. Here comes Grandy. Best of the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. He'll start off with the morning roast discussion. Dan Campbell's game versus Kyle Shanahan's game from earlier today. So make sure you stay tuned for that. For Dibs, for Grandy, for Lucas, I'm Mark, shoot your shot. It's all you got. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Marowest Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.